Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 309 and we're going to take a short break from looking at different banks and today we're going to talk about the Bureau of Economic Analysis. This is a federal agency within the United States federal government. Very interesting, um very interesting title to it. And so we're going to dive into that in just a moment, but first of all, let me give a big shout out to my listeners because as usual, you guys are awesome and we love to see you here. So big shout out to Virginia, Oklahoma, California, New York, Texas, Pennsylvania, Illinois, British Columbia, Florida and New Jersey. In terms of countries, the United States, Singapore, Canada, the Russian Federation, the United Kingdom, Australia, the Netherlands, India, China and South Africa. Okay, so like I said, this is a federal agency and again, we're going to take a look at what is called the bureau uh, the bureau excuse me of economic analysis now this might sound familiar because we've talked about this just briefly in other podcasts because some of these agencies overlap with each other and plus this plus this agency had a different name prior to 1972 so just a little bit of background information this particular agency was formed January 1st 1972 under this name it was under a different name previously but they kind of do the same thing the preceding agency was the office of business economics so that's what took place or that was the name of it before 1972 and it's headquartered in Maryland they have about 500 employees Now this part kind of shocked me. Their annual budget is 101 million dollars and that's every year. And that was as of 2019. So this agency is not very large. It only has about 500 employees, but they spend a little over 100 million dollars per year and that's just given to them. Like it should not take over 100 million dollars to do statistical analysis. Like this is insane. So this is definitely draining um our budget, the federal government's budget. It's also draining our tax dollars because again, you know, statistically, you know, mathematically, they should know how to do their job and do it well and it not cost 101 million dollars per year, and that is a old number. That is from 2019, so it's probably quite a bit more than that now because again, once you create these federal federal agencies, it's very difficult to um I would say merge them or to get rid of them because they they don't want to let go of that money. That's the thing. So they're they're very greedy and there is a lot of bureaucracy uh, that we have to deal with in Washington DC. That's just kind of how it is with any government. But I will say this, our government is way less corrupt than other countries. So we don't really have much to complain about, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't pay attention to what is going on. Because the moment we become docile and not pay attention to what's going on, that's when our government becomes very corrupt. You know, like, you know, the different countries in Africa and then you have, you know, Jamaica and, and all these different places that are very corrupt. You know, they can be very evil, and I'm not saying that all of their people are evil. I'm saying their government can be very evil and very corrupt, and that's why So many different parts of Africa are so poor and that's why they have poverty and disease is because of their government leaders. You know, they try and claim that they are a democracy these different countries within Africa, but when you look at them individually and we will probably do that later in time once we once we really get through a lot of things uh going over different things within the United States, we will take a look at different countries and some of the countries I want to take a look at are the countries that are over in Africa. 
Because what's interesting is that many of those countries have been around way longer than the United States, but yet they don't have a clue how to run their own country. And one of the biggest reasons why is because they do not believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They do not believe that everybody should have equality. You know, they still have massive genocide over there in Africa, and it's it's very tribal thinking. Unfortunately, it's still taking place. So just FYI, be aware of that. But anyway, I'm getting back to this topic. They do have a agency executive for the Bureau of Economic Analysis, and then they have a deputy director. And their parent department is the Department of Commerce, which is probably why they get so much money is because they're dealing with commerce. I found that many federal agencies, if they connect uh, connect themselves or attach themselves to the Department of Commerce. or the IRS or something like that they can get to the money very easily and that is corruption i don't agree with that um i do think we need economic analysis of our country but i don't think it should cost over 100 million dollars per year and it's only 500 people that are working for this agency so they're definitely living high off the hog and they shouldn't be so what's interesting is that they they um I guess you could say they are professional in their economic analysis but they're not looking at themselves or their agency and realizing that their agency is spending way too much money. It shouldn't cost that much money to do that kind of job. You know, let's say for example there's Amazon or Microsoft or Tesla or something. Do you really think those companies are going to spend over 100 million dollars per year to look at their own domestic product? No. That's called sales and marketing. And so you don't spend that kind of money um on way fewer people, so to speak, or you don't allow them to spend that kind of money within your company. Unfortunately, because the the government is the public sector, meaning it's not a company, it's the public sector, it tends to overspend money because it's not their money and they don't really have to prove that they're doing a good job. You know, they can just pull together a report basically out of thin air and make it seem like it's a really nice PDF or something but when it comes down to it they are overspending they're not doing doing a good job and it doesn't make sense about what they're doing because it shouldn't cost that much money to do economic analysis like this is just insane <laughs> so they're kind of turning a blind eye to themselves which is why I thought we would take a break from the banking sector and take a look at the public sector and you know look at this agency and just kind of you know Take a look at different things because this does impact our economy because just think about if if this particular agency which is a real agency if they're spending over 100 million dollars per year what do you think that is doing to our economy because those are dollars that just vanish you know whenever the government spends money like this it just it just disappears it just evaporates because it's not being put back into our economy You know, it's one thing when you or I go to Walmart or Target or something, or I don't really shop at Target anymore because of the stuff they did, but you know, let's say you go to Walmart or or you go to the mall. You know, you you're spending your money there, but that money is continuously being used as currency. You know, let's say for example, I go to the mall and I buy a, a pair of earrings or a bracelet or something. Well, once I give my money over as cash tender or credit card where the case may be, once I pay for that, Let's say it's $100. That's a lot to pay for a pair of earrings in my opinion or a bracelet, but um so let's say I I pay that much money for earrings or whatever. 
that money goes to that place of business, okay? So they're going to pay their workers with that money and then they're going to use that money to buy more products either immediately or later down the line. Also, they have to pay taxes on all this stuff. And so some of that is sales tax and some of that is what we pay whenever we purchase a good or a service. So that's how money works with that, okay? So the, your your money doesn't stop or or basically evaporate or is no longer there when you're paying for goods in the private sector. It's different in the public sector. In the public sector, which is our our government, whether state or federal, whenever they spend money, it's just gone. It doesn't it doesn't continue down the pipeline of helping to provide for people things like that. Cuz think about, it. you know, again, let's go back to the example. I spend $100 for a pair of earrings at the mall. I pay sales tax on. Let's say it's I know this is an expensive sales tax, but let's let's just make it easy to do. Let's say it's 10%, right? So that's going to be $10. So it'll be $110 to pay for the earrings and the sales tax. If the sales tax is at 10%, which that is a little high for sales tax, but we're just making the math easy on this. So once I pay for that, I get the earrings, I go home, I wear them, have a good time or whatever. The company again, they're going to pay their bills and they're going to pay their employees and they're going to reinvest that money. So let's take a look at the employee that rung me up. Whenever I'm buying a good or a service, I am helping to provide them a job via the whatever I'm purchasing. So let's say that employee makes like I don't know, 20 bucks an hour or something, which would be a lot for at a mall, but you know, let's just have high hopes here without inflation. So let's say they 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 are working and they get paid, right? So they get paid money they pay their taxes on that hopefully they do because that would be illegal if they did not pay their taxes but you know whatever money they bring home they're using that to pay for food water and shelter so they're paying their rent or their mortgage they're paying for the electricity but also they're able to pay for for food and all these things and also you know even luxury items if they wanted that so again that's how the currency continues to be used in the private sector like it it doesn't stop it doesn't just disappear it's completely different with the government when the government spends money especially on itself it's never a reinvestment because the the government does not create money we're not talking about the printing press or mint or 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 currency in that respect like what they print what we're talking about is government does not create jobs it does not create wealth if anything it destroys it so whenever you have a government that spends more and more money that means you and i the the consumer and citizens of this country or or of any country that you're in so to speak that means that you and i have less money in our pocket to spend on what we need and what we want whereas the government it just spends all this money on what it wants not what it needs there's a big difference between those things you know for example we all need access to food water and shelter but we all don't need a yacht <laughs> you know so it would be nice if you know more people had yachts um but it's it you know there's a clear difference between a need and a want and unfortunately our federal government well actually many governments do not understand the importance of you need to pull back on spending on someone else's money because you're supposed to be a good steward of what you have regardless of whether it is yours or somebody else's so that's why agencies like this overspend so much money and they're doing this every year and here's the thing you might be asking well where are they getting this money from congress congress has the power of the purse so that means that they control 
basically if a federal agency asks for a budget or something the congress can can vote yay or nay unfortunately our congress and democrats and republicans are both guilty of this they just basically write a blank check to all these different federal agencies and you know we will go through different representatives and senators and congressmen and congresswomen you know the good ones and the bad ones and we will take a look at how they vote on things because that really tells you whether or not they are a good public servant and whether or not they are a good candidate to be reelected because what what really disappoints me I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this the thing that disappoints me the most with the Republican party I'm already disappointed in Democrats I've been disappointed in them for a long time because they've totally lost sight of of their of their mission um but it, you know with Republicans what really is discouraging to me is whenever republicans start acting like democrats and they just start spending a whole bunch of taxpayer dollars because they want all these pet projects to be paid for via our tax dollars and they're doing this via the federal government's budget and that is not their job to do that so that creates a tremendous problem you know way 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 back in the day like decades and decades ago if ever the government or an agency or maybe a private citizen wanted wanted something funded they would go get funding from the private sector you know usually the wealthy would pay for a lot of these things you know without being taxed so now now we have high taxation on pretty much everybody it's not just the rich but you need to remember is that when the rich are taxed everybody else is taxed you may not realize that but that is very true So if you're taxing more of people that have more then that means we will all have less because then the rich cannot reinvest in their companies so then they cannot hire more people and they cannot give their current employees raises and this affects a lot of things you know what's interesting is that the bureau of economic analysis which is what we're looking at in this episode they are completely aware of this but they purposely turn a blind eye because they are a federal agency and they want your money. So it's almost like these banks. I guess this is very interesting. It just kind of dawned on me that this agency is very similar to some of these corrupt banks that have failed because they they turn a blind eye to something that they should not be turning a blind eye to and they're dealing with someone else's money. But yet they're not being a good steward of it. That that is a tremendous problem with this. But that's kind of a rampant problem I would say. um within our federal government and that needs to stop. And the way that you stop that is you elect better people, preferably Republican because Republicans are traditionally the ones that do not overspend money. And so whenever you're not overspending, you're actually creating stability within your country, within your economy and within your banking system. And so the more stability you have, the more wealth more people can have. It's not just for the wealthy. So whenever your your country gets richer, less people are poor. I mean just take a look at the difference between the United States and India or the United States and all these different countries in Africa. There's a reason why we are a first world power and a world superpower. As opposed to other countries that they just don't seem to get it. So again, this is why it's so important for for the United States to stay a democracy. and also for us to remain a capitalistic society because again it's only within a capitalistic society and a democracy that we have the most freedoms and also that we have the most equality for both men and women 
because there shouldn't be shaming on on either side. And so maybe the feminist should finally wake up to this because I was um driving to go run an errand the other day and I was just looking at all the road work and what not. I just thought, you know, I've never seen a female construction worker out there. Never. I just haven't. They're usually big big men <laughs> and they're really lifting a lot of heavy stuff and that's just not the kind of work that women can easily or readily do. So even though I don't like how some men behave or how they treat women, which is few and far between that that some of them are bad, but you know, I think feminists really need to wake up to the fact that we do need men in our society and that most of what has been built has been built by men. It hasn't been built by women. And that's not to diss women, it's not. It's just to state a fact. So there needs to be equality there based on what each of us can do and what we should do to be proactive members of our society. I guess that's kind of my point with with that because I'm not a feminist, I consider myself a humanist because I do believe in having equality for both for both sexes. It's not just all for men, it's not just all for women and technically we need each other. <laughs> so we we need each other and that that's a good thing. That's how God made us. But anyway, um let's get back into this and this won't be a super long podcast, but um it says the Bureau of Economic Analysis, also known as BEA, of the United States Department of Commerce is a United States government agency that provides official macroeconomic and industry statistics, most notably reports about the gross domestic product, which is the GDP, pretty important there, of the United States and its various units. So they're talking about states, cities, towns, townships, villages. We don't really have villages um not in the traditional sense like in England or in Africa we don't really have those although they do use that word sometimes it's not the same thing and then also um they mention counties and metropolitan areas they also provide information about personal income corporate profits and government spending in the national income and product accounts what's kind of hypocritical about that is that this agency is very much aware of what people make at least in a general sense And so they're also looking at government spending but yet that doesn't stop them from overspending. That's the hypocrisy of these federal agencies. They make it seem like they are needed and that they do a really good job, but yet look at how much money they are spending over and over like just hand over fist, spending over and over and over again all this money that they don't need to do that. It shouldn't cost over 100 million dollars to do economic analysis. That that just makes no sense whatsoever. Very interesting there. So then it goes on to say the BEA is one of the principal agencies of the United States Federal Statistical System. So again, you have people that understand statistics and so statistically they don't get it. So they're just again, they're spending other people's money. So again, it's like these failed banks. You have stupid people doing stupid things with other people's money and in this case, it's our tax dollars. So and also with the failed banks, they were also messing up people's tax dollars via the FDIC and they were just will, uh, willing and ready to spend that money that's for sure. Um but anyway back to this agency it says its stated mission is to quote promote a better understanding of the United States economy by providing the most timely, relevant and accurate economic data in an objective and cost-effective manner. <laughs> you call spending over 100 million dollars a year cost-effective? See that that that's the That's the hypocrisy of these titles and these mission statements. Um 
they're not even practicing what they preach. And that's pretty hypocritical sadly. So hopefully these people will only spend about maybe 1 or 2 million a year and stop overspending because I don't think it takes 500 people to figure out the the economy of the United States. I mean, we have professors and we have students that study this. So this is really nothing new. Um, but in terms of national accounts, uh, it says the BEA's National Economic Statistics A national economic accounts provides a comprehensive view of United States production, consumption, investment, exports and imports, and income and saving. Um, these statistics are best known by summary measures such as gross domestic product, also known as GDP, corporate profits, personal income and spending, and personal saving. You know, what's interesting is that they're looking at the income of everybody. how much they spend and how much people are saving but yet they're not paying attention to how much they are spending and they're not saving us any money so it's very hypocritical on this the national income and product accounts also known as NIPA provides information about personal income corporate profits government spending fixed assets and changes in the net worth of the United States economy so it's interesting is that they they see all these fluctuations but it doesn't stop them from overspending <laughs> So so these people are greedy gluttons and they they are professional bureaucrats. Dima does it in Washington DC and Maryland as you can see where this is located, but it's 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 not surprising is what I'm trying to say. It's not surprising to me because bureaucrats think completely differently than most people in that um I would say they can be very much narcissistic and they lack empathy and so they make it all about themselves. and they don't really pay attention to the suffering of others. So, you know, that's what uh President Trump was talking about when he said he wanted to drain the swamp. He was talking about among other things bureaucrats and so these agencies that, you know, they need to pull the reins on them. I do think we need this agency, but only minimally so, like just very minimum. Um cuz they're overspending and I don't think it it should cost that much to do this kind of job. because i think a lot of stuff can just be done online now or in an app like it shouldn't it shouldn't cost that much but you'd be surprised how many federal and state agencies they want to feel important and they want to be the in all and you know the, the basically the be all and in all and so they do that with other people's money and it's other people's money by tax dollars so it's kind of like well no you need us because we have this huge budget it's like no 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 we don't need you and you don't need that budget So there there is definitely a big difference in the mindset and so I wish more people in the United States were aware of this because you know just think about how much good can be done with 100 million dollars every year. I mean really, it would be like winning the lottery, right? So you you need to understand that the way that they're spending this money is on themselves. It's not on the people. You know, the, you know this this agency and what they do, they're not helping veterans, they're not helping the homeless. you know they they're not helping cancer patients they're not helping the chronically ill um they're not helping our our military men and women whenever they come back um basically to the states and try and um reenter society and not be crazy like from PTSD or something so this agency they are spending a little over 100 million dollars every year but they're not really helping anyone except themselves that is arrogance that is greed and as pompousness and that is rampant in Washington DC and yet these people you know the, these are supposedly citizens of the United States and they are supposed to be public servants meaning that they are serving in the public sector so 
What I mean by that is that they are supposed to serve us, the American people. We are not supposed to serve them. But that's not how they view it because they have access to all this money every year and it's via the Congress. So needs to say this is why it's so important to be careful who you elect to any public office, but especially the Congress and the presidency because those two powers right there, the Congress and the presidency, um they they call the shots on a lot of things even though we may not realize it with the executive branch um but the executive branch they nominate and appoint many people in different federal agencies and sometimes it's very difficult to get rid of those people because it is a appointed position it's not elected so again this is why you need to have people that understand currency and that actually love our country and they're not just going in there to spend someone else's money Like basically, there needs to be people in public office that understand due diligence, and they understand that that basically, you know, the more responsibility you are given, the greater the responsibility is to do what's right. I mean, we all want to do what's right every day of our life. I would assume everybody would want to do that, but it's very important whenever you are working in the public sector because you're working for the government one way or another. So. basically your your integrity is on the line every day and so is your character because you have to really really choose to do what's right because you you are serving your country but in a different way it's not in the military but it's basically in an office but you you have access to a lot of funds and so that's why it's very serious you know working um And a federal agency is not the same as working at like a snow cone shop or something. And I'm not dissing people that work at a snow cone shop or like a coffee shop, but but the responsibilities are completely different. Because one is directly working for the government and the other one is working working, excuse me, directly in the private sector. Both are very important, but the responsibilities are different. You know, you know people that work in the private sector, they're not paid via someone else's tax dollars. Whereas in the public sector, all of those workers, they are paid specifically via the tax dollars that the federal government collects from all of the citizens in the United States. So needs to say whenever someone works in the public sector, they need to be on the up and up and there needs to be no question about that but that's not how washington works i've said this before and i'll say it again and i'll close with this washington very much and when i say washington i mean washington dc they very much act like a um, a men's club or a frat house and they cover for each other and so they have a very hard time speaking the truth and doing what's right and so that's why we have so many whistleblower cases from the federal government because you have so many people that are working for the federal government and it's like they want to speak up but they feel like they can't because they don't want to be falsely accused of something or set up but also they don't want to lose their job they don't want to lose their benefits and you know I don't blame them for that at all but when it comes down to it you have to stand up for what's right you have to because if you're not willing to stand up for what's right regardless of the consequences or regardless of what happens what does that say about you and your integrity or your character not much so again this is why it's so important that we elect good i would say honest christian judeo christian people into public office because they are the ones that are going to look out for the american people and they're going to call out the bad people and they will pull them before 
a committee or a senate hearing and say, "Hey, this has come to our attention. Why did you do this? And, you know, how are you going to address this going forward if you even get to keep your job?" So, you know, Congress and and the Senate and the House of Representatives, they need to get back to looking at things individually. as opposed to passing these big huge bills that just it puts everything all in one and then you know Congress is just passing these huge budgets and they don't really know what's even in there they're just voting yes to everything that's not how you run a government basically our congress is not balancing the checkbook of the federal government and that is its job like that's also why we have these inspector generals but again inspector generals they are appointed they are not voted into office they are appointed and so who do you think these goons in these different federal agencies are going to appoint into these positions of power they're going to appoint people or nominate people that they know or at least they think they know will not rock the vote because usually if you'll notice over time and maybe we we will go back in time and take a look at different whistleblowers but most whistleblowers are not in management they're not higher up they're usually the underdog or they're usually lower management and they're like hey i can't go along with this and they get bullied and they get pressured by their higher ups that is a tremendous problem in washington dc and that's not fair it's not right because many people that work in washington dc for our federal government i do believe they are good citizens i believe they are amazing americans and they want to do what's right i think the problem is is that they get sucked into a very corrupt system it's basically a political machine and that needs to stop that needs to stop because that is not the american way the federal government is not supposed to chew people up and spit them out that is not its role The federal government its role first of all is to protect the home front and they do that via our military and our department of defense like that's its number one job is to protect America it's not supposed to spend all this money on stuff that's not even relevant I mean maybe in a in a later podcast we will look at all the different stupid programs that are being funded like i remember years ago i think i was back in my 20s Um there was a program that received millions of dollars from the federal government to study squirrels. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. All you have to do is sit on your back porch and look outside. I mean, it should not cost millions of dollars you know to study squirrels. I mean, this is ridiculous. That money could have gone towards cure uh, curing cancer, but that's not what happened. So again, you have he basically professional paper pushers that work for the federal government and they love these little pet projects that are not really relevant to the United States it's not relevant to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness as much as i love squirrels and as cute as they are and they can be very funny um they are not they are not worth millions of dollars and uh, especially our tax dollars and plus there's not a shortage of squirrels So I don't know I can't remember what that study was but when I found out about it I was like you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. You know that money could have been spent again on the homeless, it could have been spent on healthcare, it could have been spent on mental health, it could have gone towards um helping people get better jobs, it could have gone towards helping people pay for their cancer drugs and their cancer treatments, it could have gone towards helping people get um treatments 
you know, for their health that are not covered by health insurance because they're not considered a traditional form of medicine. So, you know, there's so many things that those monies could have gone towards that could have helped someone immediately. Not down the line or never at all. See, government programs are supposed to help the people, but that's not how they're being used. That's not how they're set up. And unfortunately, that has become commonplace in Washington, D.C. Why? Because it is a political machine. It's run by bureaucrats, and bureaucrats, they love that money. They love that money. And what's interesting is that most of those, most of those bureaucrats, they're Democrats. So, um, so if you think Republicans are the ones that have a problem with the love of money, that's not true. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but the love of money is rampant in the Democratic Party. It's not rampant in the, in the Republican Party because it's the Republican Party that says, hey, we need to balance the budget and we need to cut spending because this is getting out of control. So it needs to say, Please pay attention to who you're voting for. Really look at what do they stand for. Is this someone that you would trust with your money? That's how you need to look at it. Like whenever you're sending someone to Washington, whenever you're sending them to our nation's capital, you need to look at it from the point of view, do I trust this person with my money? Because basically you, you are having to trust them with, with your tax dollars. Technically everybody's tax dollars. Unfortunately, there are many people that they view the federal government as their personal excuse me as their personal piggy bank and unfortunately that's how a lot of politicians view the federal government. They view it as their personal piggy bank and so that's why they want all these pet projects attached to all these bills that Congress is trying to pass. And it's like no 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 no, your little pet project needs to stay your pet <laughs> needs to stay as your pet in your home state. Pet projects are not the responsibility of the American people. That that is not appropriate, but unfortunately it's become like that. And again, both Republicans and Democrats have fallen into that trap, but it's been Democrats that started it. So it needs to say, please be careful about who who you elect to office and really pay attention to what do they stand for. And even if you don't agree with every little thing they do, really look at their character because you know, I'll look at it this way. Um I am a Republican capitalist. I always vote Republican because the risk is too great to have a Democrat at this point in time. But um I haven't come across a Republican candidate that I agree with everything that they say or do. So I look at okay, what do they stand for? What do they believe in? And do I think and do I know that they love America and they care about America and they truly do believe there is a there is equality and that equality is for every citizen of the United States. And notice I said citizen of the United States. Equality does not apply to illegals. Hence the word illegal meaning they're not legally here. So if someone's not legally here or if they're here illegally, whichever wording you want to use, they are already breaking federal law. That's not appropriate in any way shape or form. So FYI be aware of that because it's it's definitely not appropriate what's been going on and I think it's really costing this country, you know, the United States trillions of dollars because of all these mistakes that have been made and are being made by the Democratic Party via the current presidency and again, you know, I I can't blame Biden for everything because he's not really alert. He's not really aware and that's really sad. 
because I think that whenever someone serves in public office, they should be aware, they should be alert. And unfortunately, President Biden, he's just being used as a puppet. And you know, what does that say about the people that are using him? That is what concerns me with that. You have a political machine that is willing to use someone and to manipulate them mentally. That is pretty sick. So FYI be aware of that because that that to me is very disturbing about the Democratic Party. I know the Democratic Party has has gotten off track in times past, probably since the 1960s. Maybe even before then, but especially the 1960s, they really got off track from their their original purpose. Um but I think it's it's really sad these days when they do not understand at all what does it mean to be an American? What does it mean to be a world superpower? So that's why it's so important to elect a leader that actually can handle these things and is completely mentally alert, hasn't had any brain aneurysms because I think Biden has had like two or three brain aneurysms. Like he's lucky to be alive. He is so lucky to be alive. And I'm surprised he he did not or has not passed away in his presidency. I mean, I mean, I've definitely been praying for President Biden because the last thing I want is is for a president to pass away right in the middle of their term because then especially a bad president like him, who do you think is going to replace him? Someone way worse. You know what I mean? So just FYI be aware of that, but just, you know, going forward, I really hope and pray that people wake up to what is going on in the United States. I mean, just just look at the cost of everything. I mean, I mean, just look at the cost of fuel, eggs, milk, houses, apartments, all this stuff, or cars and trucks. Man, it's insane how much they cost now. There's basically no rebates. So it's a seller's market. It's not a buyer's market. And you know, basically, the American people have really felt the squeeze on that. And what's interesting is that this agency. You know, they definitely. Uh, I guess someday we'll be studying that, <laughs> the Bureau of Economic Analysis. But I will say this. I'll close with this. What will be really interesting is what they come out with in terms of their analysis for the Biden years. You know, the the years that he has been president, because I know that a lot of his goons make it seem like, oh, we're better off now. He always knows what he's doing. I'm like, no, 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 no. You you, you cannot have. the the inflation that we have been going through and and the price gouging that we have been dealing with and and say oh you know everything's going great it's like you know this is not la la land we live in realville and in realville you have to be responsible for for your country so you know for those that are listening to this from outside the united states the way that america works is you know we do have a democracy and we do elect someone to the presidency every 4 years and they they can become president again but only two terms so a maximum of 8 years but America is one of these countries one of the few countries on the face of this earth that we truly do believe that America belongs to us the american people where america gets off track is when people think that america is for the government and by the government that's not how we were founded We were founded by the people for the people. Our founding fathers were, were against a centralized government, like kind of what's going on now with the federal government getting too big for its britches. 
Um, they want a small centralized government, not a big centralized government. They want a small government where people, the citizens, had more say so because they didn't, they they knew what it was like to be under the thumb of a monarchy and a very evil monarchy. Because it was the monarchy of Great Britain that brought, well, part of them, some of them brought the slave trade to the United States, but the slave trade was initially brought. To the United States before it was a country by Spain, so it was actually our founding fathers and the original citizens of the United States when we actually became a country that they were against slavery. So you know there are so many things that people don't know about the United States, but I wish more people knew that we were created for the people by the people. You know, our founding fathers—they literally put their lives on the line. Like, if we had lost the American Revolutionary War, every single one of them would have been hanged, dragged, or quartered. Like, they would have been tortured publicly by the crown, by the monarchy of Great Britain. But thank goodness we won that war, and Britain has no say over us anymore, and they haven't since 1776. And that's one big reason why the United States is so successful is that we have never been a monarchy and we never will be one. Never. See, monarchies—they're kind of a glorified dictatorship, but they're—they're they're, they're just not as evil as a dictatorship. Monarchies are never perfect, but they're not communist and they're not fascist. But they can do some really horrible things to people. And we have seen that, you know, in times past, and you know, you know, going back hundreds of years, monarchies, um, you know, typically, they controlled what religion you practice, and so that's one reason why we have freedom of religion because our founding fathers knew that, you know, the religion that you get to practice is based on whatever religion your king or your queen practices. That's why over in Europe. It, it's really kind of sad over in Europe their history over there because it's like one generation of Europeans. You know, this is going back hundreds of years. One generation of Europeans will be Catholic, the next one will be Protestant, and then vice versa. They'll flop back and forth, and so it's like the citizens they just think about their relationship with God is determined by what their monarchy practices, and that's not right. And there were some monarchies. They actually burned people alive at the stake. They they burned Protestants, and then they also burned Catholics. So just please recognize that our founding fathers they literally put their life on the line because they did not want any kind of evil power or any centralized. I would say entity ruling the entire country. That's why they founded the country as, you know, for the people by the people. That's the thing, and so I bring that up because it's it's agencies like the Bureau of Economic Analysis. They think our tax dollars are just for them to have cushy jobs, and have a cushy paycheck. You have 500 people in this agency, of the BEA, spending. A hundred and one million dollars per year every year, and that is a low estimate from 2019. Again, that you know, th there is a reason why there are so many bureaucrats that are just soul-sucking leeches 
<laughs> in Washington DC, it's like they never leave. Here's how you make people like that leave. You focus on life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness because the best thing to do with people like this is to wait for them to wake up and come over to your side. Come over to the side of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness and really love their country in a way that they have never felt before because you know there's no way to really brainwash these people because they've already been brainwashed they they've been brainwashed by their false ideology of oh i'm super important because i work for a federal agency and we can spend as much money as we want we just have to make it look like we are very important to the congress so i mean good luck um bursting their bubble of arrogance i mean it's it's a pretty thick skin So the best thing to do is to keep focusing on the original purpose of our country. Because the original purpose was to be and still is to be one nation under God. One nation under God. Not one nation under multiple gods. And not multiple nations within one nation worshiping countless gods. That's paganism. And that's what some people want. And I'm like, "No, you obviously do not understand the United States of America." What a lot of people don't realize is that the more you divide America up, the less united we are. And that's a tremendous problem, and it shouldn't be. Being united is nothing new in the United States. You know, the the name of our country is the United States of America. We are not the separated states of America. We are the United States of America. But it's agencies like this and there are dime a dozen within the federal government and within our state agencies. Um they like people I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. They like it when people are distracted by stress because then if you're distracted by stress, you won't be paying attention to what these people are doing with your money. This is why we talk about these different agencies and these labor unions and these banks and things like this because we're talking I mean, I should probably do my own statistical analysis and just add up all the money all these agencies and these labor unions and things like that and how much money has been lost to all these stupid failed banks. We're talking trillions of dollars now. Trillions that have gone down a rat hole of misery and stupidity. You know, you know as Americans, we are better than that. We are better than that. And you know, we are supposed to let our light shine. But if we don't let our light shine, how can we lead the way? That's our job as a leader in this world. We are a world superpower and we need to lead the way and we need to let our light shine brightly. But the more we tolerate and just go along and be pacified by all this corruptness, the more our light gets dimmer and dimmer and that's not what America was founded on. I mean, why do you think so many people have come here legally and and illegally? I mean, there's a reason why France gave us the Statue of Liberty. They didn't give us the Statue of Misery. They gave us the Statue of Liberty because we truly believe in life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Like, you know, we should not be pursuing um death disease and destruction like that that's not 
That's not the American way. But that's what we're going towards whenever we are just allowing bad people to do bad things to our country and in our country, especially via these federal agencies and state agencies. Probably one thing we'll do later on is take a look at all the different state agencies. And I'm not saying that all state or federal agencies are bad, but very few of them are good. And they're run by professional bureaucrats, usually quote-unquote administrators, that love to spend other people's money. And so these are professional paper pushers. They're not the cream of the crop in terms of workers, but they but they are the best at being cronies and crooks, but not really violating the law in such a way that they get caught right away or that they ever get caught at all. I mean, look at this way. Let's say you have someone that works for the IRS. And they think the IRS should be able to raise your taxes to like 70%. Well, if they truly believe in the cause, uh the IRS should get 70% of your income. They won't see that that is very illegal and very wrong because they think they're justified in their false ideology. Whereas if you focus on life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, then then corruption and fraud has no place within your country. That's why the United States is is a shining light to all other countries on the face of this earth. It's because prior to the United States being founded, there wasn't a single country like us and even after our founding, there has not been another country that even remotely compares to us. And that's not arrogance, that's just that is just the truth. Why else would so many people want to come here? I do believe that most people that come here and want to come here that they have good will and good intentions but I will say this in closing our border needs to be protected like we need to close our border we need to close it we have too many illegals trying to get in and we have too many illegals already in the United States that is not appropriate to keeping a country safe and secure even communist china has a great wall how difficult is it to build a ginormous wall I mean it it doesn't take rocket science. I mean I mean Europe has castles with drawbridges. I mean you know infrastructure is nothing new. Protecting your borders is nothing new. So needs to say what agencies like this one loves is whenever citizens don't pay attention to what's going on because then the money can easily disappear and that's why I'm not a fan of this agency. I do think we we somewhat kind of need it. just not so much. They should maybe get like 1 or 2 million dollars a year. It shouldn't cost that much to do their job and they don't need 500 employees. They don't need that. I guarantee you the why the reason why they have that, they have so many employees and have such a large budget is because no one had the the courage to slap their hand and say no, you don't need that. You don't need more people, you need less people. You don't need a bigger budget, you need a smaller budget. And if you can't handle it, then we're going to audit you. And they should be audited every year anyway. So needs to say this agency has definitely got some problems. I bet there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about with them because this agency is somewhat hidden. Because it's hidden within the US Department of Commerce. And when you hear the word commerce, you need to think money. That's why this stuff gets hidden. And that's why they don't want us to know about it. So needs to say this one definitely um is on my radar 
and I will definitely be praying about it for sure. So Lord, help them to stop being uh spenders. I pray that they no longer have a huge budget. I pray they have way less employees and I pray that they start doing their job and they start doing it well. In Jesus mighty name I pray amen. I will go ahead and in it there for this lovely podcast, but as usual until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye. Speak.